Human Torch was denied a bank loan. <laughs> Unique New York. Unique New York. Where was that from? Anchorman. Really was here. Yeah. It really was. He thought you were lying to him. No, it was. No, it really was. Huh? It really was. Huh? You weren't a liar. <laughs> it smells like fish. <laughs> We're here for another edition of the Crossover Comics Podcast. We're going to be talking to you guys tonight about Captain America Civil War, which we just saw in an exclusive little sneak preview. My name is Paul. I don't know if it was little. The whole theater was full. Mm. It was oh, an yeah. exclusive full sneak preview. My name is Paul. Yeah, my name's Ray. I'm George. And I'm Claudio. All right, so I think what we're going to do now is a first little go around on how we thought the movie went. Well, I'll start. And... Um, I guess everyone had a lot of expectations for it because it had been getting really good reviews. I think it lived up to most of that. Um, what was surprising to me is just the sheer amount of surprise I had while watching the movie. I thought it was going to be more predictable. And this could be due to the fact that I'm now trying to actively avoid any kind of spoilers, trailers, or previews for films. Because I felt like the last movie I saw, that was a superhero one, Batman vs. Superman. I watched so many trailers that it had almost spoiled the entire film before I got there. So I didn't do that with Civil War. I think it's a good strategy because I was just there pretty much shocked and enjoying the whole thing. And uh, yeah, it was a good, uh, I don't know, two hours, 20 minutes, however long it was, but definitely enjoyable. Yeah, no, I got it great fully, but I didn't actually actively avoid trailers or anything. I mean, I might have missed a couple of TV spots, I guess, but mm-hmm. I we've talked about the, the movie quite a bit. We've speculated a lot in the shop. Uh, which probably happens more to me and George because you slack off a lot and you don't work too often. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no, I was very surprised throughout it. A lot of stuff where I was like, oh, this is probably going to happen because of this or this is why this is going to go on. None of it went that way, which was really cool because, you know, I think a lot of times we get annoyed when movies are very predictable. Yeah. Especially when it's, you know, considered a standard fair superhero movies. You know, they don't really innovate. They don't break any ground. Not that this one you know, did that, but not... It was, it was surprising, to say the least. I was incredibly impressed by the film, and I'm actually worried that I might be too effusive in my praise because uh, I actually think that might be the best rendition of a comic book film showing what is possible in a shared universe uh, and incorporating characters we know. And in terms of just an action film, the I was shocked at how much grunting there was uh, throughout the theater because it was mostly you. <laughs> it, yeah, it was. Uh, but just uh, extremely visceral, and uh, the Russo brothers have done an incredible job. Yeah, I mean, once again, I'm just going to let you guys know that spoiler free for all the fans out there, so we won't be leaking any information on this podcast. And I was actually very pleased with the outcome. Um, going back to Paul's point about the trailers and so on, I don't recall there being many TV spots or trailers. I only saw two trailers before going to see the movie. And I think that they were really well well made in terms of giving us just a bit of information in the movie without giving away too much of what was going on. It got me really excited. Yeah, there was like shots out. of action, but not ne- not necessarily too much main plot. Exactly. Um, one thing that George said I want to go back to, actually, the action scenes, okay? It was kind of weirdly shot at some points in a beautiful way, like the cinematography. There was 
um, not a spoiler, but a lot of times when they would introduce where they were at, it would just show the name of the city. Um, and it was pretty bold. It would just show the name of the city and these like big letters overlaid on everything. But they always overlaid it over these like amazing shots. Like the one for Berlin, you saw this roundabout and all these cars going around it. And I was like, oh, this is really beautiful. Am I watching? What movie am I watching again? I think it was a metaphor for the Iron Man and the Cat. No, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, Iron Curtain, etc., etc. But it was very well shot. And it tied in all very well together too. Like it kept yeah. the story moving. It didn't really, uh, it didn't really skew away from. I feel like the there was no point. wasted time in that movie. Not at all. No. Which was really good. Kept you on your toes. Yeah, for sure. No, I was sitting down. No. Yeah. Yeah. I was like edge of my seat kind of movie. But those uh, the those little pauses were nice in between the action, at least. Yeah. Because the action was insane. Yeah, but it was also great because all those pauses helped underscore who the characters were. Uh, yeah. Just so many laughs uh, at the quiet little moments between each other. Uh, it really felt like this was the best Avengers film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those pauses are also called creating a plot. <laughs> Something that other recent movies we've seen could take a hint from instead of just randomly putting cool shit in you hear well, that bridges of madison county <laughs> it was amazing at how dense the plot was for the film and how well it was explained i don't feel i was lost at any point despite the fact that there are twists and turns mm-hmm. and they do pack in a just incredible amount of story as well as action into I'm actually setting up for future movies there's mm-hmm. uh there was consequence in this movie like yeah. it didn't end all tied up in a bow it didn't no. end mm-hmm. generically at all like no. there is character evolution there's character growth and it ends, and you're kind of like, want to know where this goes. Yeah. You know, it's almost set you up that, I mean, we all watch the Marvel Universe movies because we love them. Like, we want to keep hooked in the universe. But this one, this one really got your claws in. They're claws into you a bit. Very impressed. It was also great at just looking at, of course, the entire concept of how would real-world governments deal with superheroes. It being one of the principal ideas doomsday. behind the film. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, everyone just will have a doomsday ready. Um, <laughs> but... A doomsday. (laughs) One thing that I thought was interesting, though, was going in, one of my big questions was how much were they going to adapt from Civil War, the comic series? Um, And overall, I I felt they just did an amazing homage. Uh, They did a great way of just making everything very synchronous. Yeah. They hit a lot of the main story beats without directly copying storyline. Like, as far as character transformation and arc goes... It was amazing. Yeah, I found the story the story really developed well and I found that also like when you're when you're trying to kind of understand what's going on throughout the movie politically, you you kind of understand each each character's side yeah. and you like I had a hard time kind of choosing a side. There wasn't really a side. You kind of understood everyone's view on what was going on throughout the movie yeah. and it made you realize what their motives were. Well, it was very real in the sense that uh, a lot of times we make uh, irrational decisions based on you know, emotion exactly, in the moment. True. And if you have superpowers and you can destroy stuff and, you you know, that makes a situation where you just react on emotion, it could damage more than, you know, someone's feelings. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, also with uh, like Avengers 1, it's very clear who the bad guy is. Like the Chitauri are in New York and they're just destroying it. There's, mm. there's no real moral gray there. And it's just amazing to see the Avengers come together for the first time in that movie, right? But with this, there's definitely a ton of gray. Like, you don't know who to cheer for, really, the whole time. Mm-hmm. You can fall either way. And uh, it's true. Like, it's not necessarily wrapped up in a, in a tight little package. There's still some questions out there. So 
It makes you uh, think. Self-contained, but a lot to build on. Yeah, and also, because we care about these characters and there's no clear delineation of, like, these are the protagonists and these are the antagonists, Mm -hmm. the stakes just seem so much more precarious. Uh, because everyone fighting is someone we care about. Uh, so every punch we feel just is, it, it seems much more kinetic and emotional to me. Yeah, and even talking about every character being one we care about, it's like, you might not have a ton of scenes with Ant-Man, but you don't need to have a ton of scenes with them to know a lot about the character, because we've seen already a pretty good standalone film. Mm-hmm. And so many of the characters have that going for them. Yeah, I actually felt this was, like like I said before, probably the best Avengers film, just because it really did feel like an ensemble of characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone had their moments to define who they are, not only in terms of superheroics and action, but also just in terms of teammates and friendship. I feel they, they, ver- they manage the characters very well also. Maybe that comes from, I don't know, having worked like I know from Community, and they had a big cast there, and everyone got a good spotlight, but... They had nice ways and logical ways to make, to use the characters they did to push people aside. So it gave everyone time. Everyone kind of interacted with each other. Mm. Yep. And that was really nice. No one was being forced to the front of the story. Yeah. Mm. And for all the new characters introduced in this, and I mean, there are a couple, and, and we can say, yes, we, we've met Scarlet Witch. We've met, you know, some other Ant-Man. Ant-Man had a whole movie, but Scarlet Witch, I mean, it wasn't a crazy amount of character growth in Age of Ultron. No. Mm. So there's some char- James Spader. Yeah, there's some characters that didn't have much, you know, like Vision, Scarlet Witch, and then you have full new characters, and Bucky again is another one where, yeah. yeah. One of the things I found most amazing was how true to the soul of the characters they all were, especially for the new characters being introduced. Mm-hmm. Um, and also just in terms of how well they're introduced, their personalities come through to the forefront right away. You immediately get a sense of what is motivating them yeah. and this goes for obviously the big hero reveal being black panther and even other smaller minor characters from the marvel universe it's a good nod to the marvel universe too i mean uh the love story in this one was not as ham-fisted as uh age of ultron was yeah. i mean it's a very background thing and it's something that didn't even you know build up uh come to fruition in this movie it's something that's just like you see it happening and in another movie you'll keep seeing it happen because this is a big universe and you want to see these arcs develop over time. You don't need to compact them all into one movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know the audience is already committed to come see the next movie, mm-hmm. the majority of them at least. And this one was good enough that I didn't say all of them are going to see the next movie. So you don't need to, you know, resolve everything. And I think that's really was the strength of this movie that, we, you know, you could call it a transitional movie, but it did have a beginning, middle, and end. Like, it was yeah. a solid story to itself, but it really just, like, it was like that Lego brick that just kind of fit perfectly into the Marvel Universe mm-hmm. and clicked in, and you're like, oh, man, this is the whole picture now. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm on this ride. I'm good. I want to keep going. I think it worked amazing as a transition film, though, because um, just the emotions it wrought from me, it, uh, it feels um, great to cap off Phase 2 and move into Phase 3, where I feel this, it, this is, can be considered the Marvel Cinematic Empire Strikes Back. Is this uh, this wow. is the end or the beginning of phase two or three? I bought. I thought that strange was the like hard beginning of phase three. Okay, so this is the end of phase two. Yeah, so it was a good cap off too. And I think Avengers one was the end of phase one, maybe. Yeah. So this is like a nice way to end the next, you know, big arc. It. Uh, I mean, looking at it, Captain America one was pretty fun, but it wasn't an amazing movie. Like it was a good movie. But two and three are like now that I look at it, like that's those are some top notch movies for that trilogy. Yeah, not just being top notch Marvel movies. Yeah, no, top notch movies. movies. Yeah, yeah, completely agreeable. 
Well, I guess if the goal of phase one was to introduce the initial characters and the foundations and then finally get them to come together, it did it really, really well. And if the goal of phase two was to bring them together for something more and see how their characters would naturally change and permutate, I guess, it's pretty amazing because Iron Man and Cap, there's a lot of conflict there at the beginning, just the way that their characters are set up, you know? Like Cap is a man out of time iron man is always trying to look to the future like they there's just natural conflict there and so to have them actually come to blows about it and then pull in everyone else in that world just because everyone else believes in them right like why would you go to an airport and fight someone <laughs> because you believe in captain america or you believe in iron man like there's a reason to do it got youtube footage on you or someone's got youtube footage <laughs> on you whatever it is that you do you you always, you know, have to go back to Iron Man and Cap. And as big as the movie gets with its big action pieces, it really does boil down to a Cap uh, Iron Man story. Yeah, I think also it was nice, like, contrary to the comic books and a lot of, actually a lot of comic book stories in the last few years where they use superheroes fighting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's always, by the end of it, you know, there's always a wrong superhero. And I don't feel like it ended with anyone being wrong no i feel they're all very legitimate in their reasons for going to war uh and the conflict that came out of everything and the compromises they have to make yeah they want to continue and all the characters felt you know some of them had to be more rushed on to what side they were but i don't feel like anyone was on the wrong side Hmm. and you know all the characters that mattered had a reason to be where they were yeah so let's get into like the more nerdy nitty-gritty um, Ray, you were complaining a little bit earlier because T'Challa had a little bit too much stubble. And in the comics, he's always clean-shaven. <laughs> yeah, that, that really bothered me. That's one issue. That's like the super nerd in me. It's just like, it's not the same. Yeah. You know, he's always nice and clean in the comics. I can't think of a time when he's got stubble. Like, No, man. Even when he didn't sleep after Namor wiped out his people, yeah. the guy had time to get up and shave. I guess it's all about how you go to work, work in the morning. <laughs> Yeah, he's pretty well put together. Yeah. Um, that's, you know, that's that's why I'm not even going to see the Black Panther movie now. <laughs> <laughs> too much stubble. Yeah, yeah too much stubble. <laughs> not my, hashtag not my Black Panther. <laughs> what about um, Scarlet Witch's power set? Like, it was super, super vague in Age of Ultron. I, she could kind of I, wave her hands and stuff. They used it really well in this. Yeah. I mean, she waved her hands a lot, but this time different things happened. I yeah. was thoroughly <laughs> impressed. Quite frankly, having been a comic book fan for all my life, I, I still don't understand what Scarlet Witch's powers are. So, House of M was about people <laughs> underestimating her, right? And not really knowing what her powers did. Yeah, I think that's the thing with fucking Scarlet Witch is no one knows what her powers are. And that's, that's the part. You're like, she's the most powerful. And you're like, why? And they're like, well, you know, she waves her hands and all this crap happens. And they're like, oh, that sounds like it's dangerous. That could that could pose a problem. Yeah. Jazz hands leads to chaos magic. Yeah, yeah. Hawkeye, you know how to neutralize, right? Jazz is the chaos music, George. <laughs> it's true. Oh my god, it's true. <laughs> Did I just break your mind, Paul? A little bit. Just a bit. As you, as you listeners see, it doesn't take much. <laughs> or here. So the, Wait, this is not being video recorded? No. no, no. God, I put best suit on for nothing. It's just called video now. <laughs> it's a video recorded. Um, even though they fight uh, Captain America and Iron Man, there is still a bad guy in the movie. One that they didn't really put too much um, in the way that the movie was being promoted. Without giving too much away, I thought the bad guy was handled extremely well. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't a dead body that was put in water and mixed with blood to resurrect. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. That's a good way to put it. I guess there's nowhere to go from there. Well, I agree, actually. Um, 
one of my biggest worries was um, we've had cop out villains in the first two in the sense like relentless armies. Yeah. And so, you know, when they introduce a bad guy in this, you know, the biggest complaint I think people had with Age of Ultron was just that we went from them fighting relentless masses, which made for some epic fight scenes. With the Chitauri, yeah. And then we went to them fighting, you know, again, non-human. So it kind of made, like, the robots where you're like, oh, they can cause mass destruction. Yeah. And as a viewer, like, we complained about Batman having, you know, kind of, like, killed a lot of people in Batman versus Superman. And even Superman having done that. And Mar- the Marvel Universe kind of managed to skim over it. And then all of a sudden yeah. in this movie, they're like, rewind back a bit. Like, yes, what you got the close-up of was this. But if you back up a bit, you'll see that there was other stuff going on. Mm. Yeah. And there are consequences to that. Like, the rest There's of another- the world hasn't forgotten about that. The collateral mm. damage. Yeah. Exactly. It's true, actually. The Batman versus Superman movie could be applauded for one thing or multiple things. One of the things that it actually did was show... Um, I guess people getting critically injured or dying, which is something that would happen if these people had these powers were flying around fighting each other. Whereas the Marvel Universe has largely been able to avoid that kind of consequence. At least this movie owns up to it a little bit. Yeah, but I didn't find, like, if you're talking about Batman vs. Superman, I didn't find that those, those those deaths and so on were huge consequences that they would see. Yeah, they, they were meaningful. I found, that, I found that Civil War kind of brought that a bit more together and kind of made it a bit more clear that listen this is what you guys are doing and this there it has as you said again consequences, consequences yeah. that have to be dealt with and seeing how certain characters kind of had their take on it made sense in my yeah. opinion that's true um the next time we're going to see all these characters together i guess is theoretically the next avengers movie right which is in a really long time. I know that when Thor is coming up, Hulk is going to be in Thor, right? And who knows who's going to really show up in Doctor Strange. But this could really be the swan, the swan song for a lot of these characters. Maybe not swan song, but the last time we see them, at least for a couple of years. Can we just address the elephant in the room? Which is? Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't purposely avoiding it. I mean, everyone knows it's in there. Yeah, true. well, it's, it's in a trailer, so I would yeah. assume so, right? Yeah. Paul um, didn't see any trailers, though. So Paul did not see any trailers. Well, sorry, sorry, Paul. I thought that was Deadpool in the movie. <laughs> but uh, he got a thorough clap in from the audience. <laughs> I, I like Very that phrase. Thorough. That was a nice, that was a nice turn of phrase. It was not too bad, right? I'm getting better at this thing. But uh, I found his introduction was absolutely phenomenal. Okay. I thought Tom Holland killed it as Killed I, it. Like, Something in his voice of how he how he talked and I don't know, it just worked for me. Right away, like it reminded me kind of like the cartoon or I don't know mm. what, but yeah. it just was like that's that's how I imagine Spider Man in the my childhood. Mind. When you'd go home at lunch and watch Spider Man cartoons and then this is real life. You mean like today? Like today. <laughs> oh, yeah, I like today. That's why the store closes for now. <laughs> what impressed me the most was the fight choreography for. And yeah. you could say this for absolutely everybody in the film, the fight scenes really emphasize who they are as heroes, yeah. their powers, when what their powers can do. And to see Spider-Man interacting with everyone else was just yeah. so thrilling. I don't find not only Spider-Man, though, even in the fight scenes, like, everyone Black had their Panther. own little interactions within each other. They had their own little phrases and, and little mm-hmm. gimmicks that they would, they would call up. Well, when- I think one way to put it is that one thing I'll give credit to is uh, for Superman Batman is was the whole action sequence. Everyone has come to me and they go, one thing you have to say, it's very comic booky. It's very comic booky in how it yeah. looks. They made it look very comic booky. 
And the thing was, this was a good movie. It was a good comic movie. But I feel that if you took that fight scene and you really, you know, you had a camera and you just snapshotted certain scenes, like Black Black Panther jump kicking Captain America yeah. or stuff like that, you could literally take a comic and and be like, oh, this scene off the thing, this is an exact panel from yeah. a comic. Like I've seen an artist draw that fight. I've seen that character fight like that, and it was very cool like that. But it wasn't as blatantly obvious as Batman versus Superman. Mm-hmm. And that's not to you know. Like we, you know, my opinion on Batman versus Superman. It's not my favorite movie. It's not to hit on it. Like it did its action scenes very beautifully and very well, but this did it in a different way that suited the movie universe, yeah, and the audience better. I think it had like I think a, Batman versus Superman did. I think it had like a natural self confidence about itself. Like this movie knows exactly what it is, and so it didn't come off as trying too hard. I think, yeah, like because actually, I'd say Age of Ultron had a lot more not to go back so I'm not always going back to that but Adrian Ultron had a lot more comic booky moments mm. where at that that first opening scene where you know they're all teamwork and all this and it was very like oh my god this is like I was in a comic book this is like I'm watching a live cartoon from you know when the 90s 2000s whatever but this one didn't take that approach to it it kept a, a more realistic approach like Winter Soldier did mm. but managed to make it very it still has that comic book feel to it just not as you know obvious i think speaking of comic book feel i feel like one thing they're doing um very very well is every single movie they have black widow in they kind of ramp up the different things that she can do with her not powers but with her um like her widow sting or with her like crazy martial arts skills like the first fight scene with her was amazing when she's taking all these different soldiers Mm. it's just really really cool one thing with the marvel movies is like within the first 10 minutes you always get a good action scene, and you pretty much always get, uh, like, you never have any mistake about what kind of movie you're watching. Yeah, exactly. Like, had a keeps good the tone. Scene. Yeah. Yep. 100%. And I, like, just going back to the characters and, and seeing their powers, I just liked how each of them shined in their own way. And you kind of saw some new things that you didn't think that they could do um, come through. And and seeing that versatility between them all and, and that differences really made those, those sequences a lot more fun to watch. Do you anyone else get the feeling that Vision kind of almost fights like a pacifist might fight? Like he <laughs> only never got a Silver Surfer vibe to it. Seems fight, like a right? yeah. like a peacekeeper. Where he's like, somewhere. I'm gonna do what's necessary. No more than that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I got yeah. that. He was really. Cool I got that impression. Also, it was great seeing him with like uh, just walking around with sweaters on and stuff. <laughs> to be honest, actually, I think that like I've never read Vision in too many comic books. Like mm-hmm. I've seen him in the team books and stuff. Yeah, but uh, they used him really well in the movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, like his. I feel there was no one that was used poorly, no which one. was which was very impressive, especially with such a big cast. They used everyone really damn well. Yeah, yeah. Vision was actually pretty used, like quite often for comic relief. Yeah, he was quite quite funny at times. Yeah, well, he was like that very passive though, understated British kind of funny. Yeah, that's true. It's become like that. That's the Marvel signature now, where you can like sneak in that joke. Get get the laugh and then go right to and serious go, moments exactly. after. Yeah. They did it several times and they do it in all the Marvel yeah. movies, and it's become almost a signature because they do it in every movie, right? Mm. Even if it's not if it's supposed to be a serious movie, they'll still manage to like break that tension a few times in the movie for you. Mm-hmm. Well, like Guardians of the, of the Galaxy and Ant Man were like the funniest Marvel movies so far, and they're all Phase Two movies, right? Well, Deadpool is pretty good too. Pretty funny. Yeah, and Deadpool is hilarious. Yeah. You're. Uh, Lack of comic knowledge is showing. That's not a Marvel movie. That's a Fox movie called. Oh, it's more like a movie knowledge. I comment. knew. I knew I was confusing. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe we'll see them someday. Someday. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, thoroughly, thoroughly impressed with the entire movie. Mm. 
I think the crowd was too. It'll be interesting to see what happens with it in the second, third, and fourth weekend. I know it's yeah. like a quick. Uh, it's we're right out of seeing it, but where are you feeling you would rank this in your Marvel movie universe, and I guess in your comic movie universe too, depending on how. Uh, I mean, obviously, uh, the mask is number one, but beyond <laughs> that, <laughs> <clears throat> smoking. Well, if we're gonna rank just the movies that didn't have Cameron Diaz in it, I'd say it's pretty far up there. I think it might actually take the top for me. I really feel yeah. it was a great encapsulation of everything that makes me love comic books. Nice. Yeah, I'm going to say close to the same. Deadpool's really up there for me, too, just because I really <laughs> like... I, I, I love that movie. I feel yeah. like Deadpool was more of a comedy than a superhero movie. Though. <clears throat> but it was. That's fine. And the action fine. movies, the, there was not a great action in Deadpool. No, it was a lot... Like, it was solid, but it didn't blow your mind. The, of first, course, but the first scene had amazing action, and then it kind of... But you're also dealing with two completely different types of storylines, and yeah. two very... Like, you're looking at small-scale versus large-scale as well. Yeah. Like, Civil War kind of just took it to the next but level. It, with. Yeah. But one thing I'll say is that uh, Deadpool, uh, Batman vs. Superman, what Paul said where... Uh, you see too much in the trailer. Mm-hmm. That opening sequence in Deadpool, it was hammered into us. Every trailer kind of had that. Yeah. Yeah, that's oh, true. look, he's going to do this. And the one thing I'll say is that airport fight scene, like, you ain't seen nothing yet. No, right? yeah. You, nothing. The trailer is like a drop cool. in the bucket of that. It's, yeah. it's a awesome But it's not everything. Yeah. yeah, exactly. This is so. very true. But yeah, it definitely rates, rates high, high up there. Mm-hmm. Above the two Avenger movies for me. Yeah, I would agree with that. It yeah. used the characters really well. Yeah, I'd have to put it basically on par with the first Avengers movie. Age of Ultron is weird because I really enjoyed it when I watched it. I really, really enjoyed it. And I tried to watch it again, and I've had trouble just kind of like finishing it. Like, I'll watch parts of it here or there. But this, I feel like this is the kind of movie where if I saw it on TV or if I started watching it, I would kind of have to sit there throughout the whole thing, which is uh, a good sign. Would you guys go see it again in theaters? Yep, yeah. For sure. I think I would, and it is extremely rare for me to do that. Yeah. It's, it's rare for you to see a movie once in theaters. Yeah. Yeah. Two I times, you know it's what? like, when was the last time that happened? Species? Jesus. Roger Rabbit? <laughs> yeah. Matrix. Matrix number one. Maybe. I No, I remember this. That might not have we been the last one, it. though. No, it was the last one. I th- I'm pretty sure. If, yeah. if I did see that twice, I'm pretty sure that was the last. <laughs> Matrix recoded. So no, the third you? Matrix you saw twice. I know. Well, what about you? Where would you rank it, Ray? <laughs> George just cringed. It was amazing. Uh, <laughs> me, I would put it... You know, like, right now it's at the top for me. Yeah. But I'm also on that high of it's not even been an hour since we've seen it. But you're seeing it again on Sunday, right? Yeah, I'm actually going in on Sunday because so. we got these tickets after I'd already got my tickets for the movie. <laughs> nice. So, but you know what? It's going to be fun to see it a second time. Uh, I feel there's an adrenaline and there's... Not an adrenaline, but we're all so hyped up for it, and we're in a theater full of people hyped up, yeah. and we also know we get the rubbing in all those people's faces who didn't get to see it early. Yeah, Ray does really get a high off of that. Oh, yeah, no, I do. It's uh, it's pretty awesome. He got so excited, he had to move the armrest between us. <laughs> like, he had to move it up. Yes, that's exactly what I meant. Yeah. The guy next to his elbow, he needed space, Claudio. It's neither yeah. here nor there. But, uh, but, yeah, I mean, it'll give you the opportunity to kind of but yeah, I'll get to enjoy it with, you know, without, you know, there's, so, like, I missed a lot of lines. Yeah, The, the people next to us were, like, they were <laughs> yeah. extremely boisterous. Yeah, like, you, you know, every it. jump kick was like, oh, man, like, oh, and, and I missed a lot of lines yeah. because of that. So, yeah. and that was during the trailers, so during the film, imagine how they were. <laughs> yeah, they were, they were, like, you know, they were clapping and everything, which is cool, like, they were happy. Yeah. But it... I missed a lot of things because of that, so yeah. I'm actually curious to uh, rewatch it. Plus, in the second time you see, you have the joy of being able to like shush people. 
Yeah, actually, here's a <laughs> quick one just for people. Is it worth seeing in 3D? Uh, yeah. I I never really enjoy movies in 3D. I know, I know. Most people don't. That's why. But to help them out a bit. To go back to Paul talking about the title cards for all of the locations. Yeah. That yeah. was the first time was I was nice. actually kind of impressed with 3D, where it's it looked well, like yeah. yeah, it was just like magical numbers over these beautiful cityscapes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, letters. I think they magos. also use wow. Spider Man and everything. Well, like the fight scenes used 3D very well, but it was not. Uh, not in your face, like no, you were like, like oh, right, you know, like right along, it, yeah. yeah. Like the first Avengers movie ever, like Iron Man does his beam and it like flashes across the screen, or you see Captain yeah. America shoot the shield, yeah, and uh, you know it does that. So this one was like, no, we don't need to be like, look at us, we know how to use three D. It was just like, yeah, no, three D, like, and it's in it the was movie. like, why don't you take a ride along Red Wing with Falcon? Like, yeah. okay, <laughs> I'll do that right now. <laughs> I have to agree with you. Rick. It is like subtly implemented perfectly and. Not in your face. Super showy when it had to be. It didn't really matter. Yeah. And it mm. didn't bother. Like I didn't feel like I had to look around everywhere to just follow what was going on, especially yeah. in the action scene. Like 3D and action sequences nowadays. Gets muddy. Exactly. So I found it was implemented just, just nicely. Yeah. So Some people use it like they just discovered the technology. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh man, this is going to freak everyone out. You're like, no. <clears throat> That's what I'm talking about with the cat. They, the movie has almost like a quiet confidence about it where they yeah. don't need to yeah. show off. Very true. They're just like, this is natural. We know who we time. are. We do what we do. And yeah. We do it well. We do it well. I guess uh, the more and more movies come out like this, the more they're going to be able to specialize the genre. And this one was just a really nice mi- uh, mix of like pacing, storyline, action sequences, throwbacks, comedy, like Man, everything was, topped yeah, out like a nine. That's, that's a good way of putting it. I yep, mean, yep. it's pretty unanimous. We all liked it. Yeah. Uh, some of us are probably going to see it twice. Uh, definitely will. And we all think you should go see it. If you feel like 3D, see it. If not, I, I don't think it'll be the end of the world. Yeah. But it, it'll be, it's it's worth it in 3D nonetheless. Yeah. Yep. I feel like I've been saying that more and more, which is weird, but. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, and, uh, so those, that's really our thoughts on the uh, Civil War. Yeah. So uh, it's been the Crossover Comics podcast. Make sure to come to Free Comic Book Day this Saturday, May 7th. Yep. We'll have free comics. We'll have a sale. No DJ Dio. But Sorry, a lot guys. of other cool stuff. <laughs> yeah. But see, that's why we gave you extra DJ Dio during this. During podcast time. Yeah. Yeah. To compensate Any, for the lack of Anything you want to say, DJ Dio, for not being able to DJ our free comic book day? Well, I'm going to definitely miss it because it's going to be one of the first years that I won't be able to be there. It'll be the first. It will be the first, actually, yeah. since you guys had the shop. But uh, have fun. It's going right. to be a good one. Yeah, it'll, it'll be really fun, man. I can't believe you're missing it. Well, we will certainly have fun. And everyone, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Have a great one. This was a crossovercomics.ca production. Ow, my feelings.